0: Jason and Alex, back for the Fantasy Football Sackos. I know we had a two-week hiatus. Um, one of the sort weeks... Sort of. Kind w- of. One of the weeks was intentional. The other one, Alex, was dumb. Alex, <laughs> Alex, for our listeners, please explain why we did not post a podcast two weeks ago, even though we recorded one. We did. It was a great podcast. Uh, I... Pretty much
1: nailed every pickup. Uh, Christian Watson, Sean Watson, Isaiah Pacheco. Turns out if you guys would have listened to it, uh, you would have had all those players. and I had to pick them up this week. But, and why couldn't um, they listen to it? You didn't remind me to hit send. I, I, send in, on your was, damn email. It was in my email. It was in drafts. We were talking and I hit send. You watched me hit send. You did not hit send. sharing my screen, and
0: it didn't send. If you would have hit send, and... it would have sent. That's why it's called the send button. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Crowe. Let's go! Fantasy Football Sackos. Jason and Alex back again with that hot fantasy football waiver wire advice. We are gearing up for playoff time. We are coming up to the trade deadline. Um, We got some big moves.
1: We are recording this during Monday Night Football and Jalen Hurts just threw a touchdown. So I'm now down four points in the league. So I get to pay attention to that while recording. That should be fun. I will keep you updated. Start of the fourth quarter. Exciting stuff.
0: Yippee Skippy.
1: it's uh it's week eleven trade deadline's coming up, uh so uh, you should be trying to make some last last second moves here. I'd also say keep in mind when it comes to Fab, we're week eleven. You got a couple of weeks left to make the playoffs. Half the league drops off, then you don't really need all that much Fab. So uh, I, I know we were talking a couple of weeks ago about you know blow it. Uh, I, I think we're there. I, I think you can you can potentially blow it this week on on guys if they're available. And there's actually quite a few guys to talk about.
0: I completely agree. Um, do you want to talk just a little bit of general strategy? Because I feel like that's going to kind of be, I guess, it, it depends what your philosophy is. Um, I love general strategy. He was a great war uh, uh, strategist. Yeah, for fantasy mm-hmm. football. Yeah. My my focus kind of shifts. Um, I would much rather have my, like, two to three starting wide receivers and then just a bunch of lottery ticket running backs on yep. my on my bench where if somebody goes down, then I automatically just out of nowhere have an RB an extra RB1 that I get to tool around my lineup instead of like an a, just a random RB4 that I'm never going to play. or secondary defenses for matchups throughout my playoffs. like I think it's a good time to start stashing those too.
1: Yeah. So like if you're like a J.D. McKissick owner or, you know, uh, Naheem Hines or Zach Moss, just as like some random examples, like there's no reason why you shouldn't be trying to get like Kyron Williams, Jalen Warren for Pittsburgh, uh, even Jarek McKinnon to a certain extent. If if Pacheco were to go down, um, James Cook, Isaiah Spiller, Madison uh, type players. Uh, cause Delvin cook is due to get hurt. So like all of those guys are, are the people you'd be looking at instead of stashing a, a back, like, I don't know, just a, a fringe running back, right. Or, or even a friend, you're probably talking more fringe wide receiver. Yeah. Um, I, 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 guess you'd keep a fringe running back in, in that situation. Um, but like, get rid of your second tight end after a bye week. Yeah. Get rid of your, get rid of your second quarterback unless it's Deshaun Watson. Uh, And, and yeah, like look at those matchups for defenses and see who's playing uh, the, you know, Pittsburgh's of the world or the Raiders of the world uh, or Denver just to get ahead of the curve
0: yeah like right now my bench is Terrace Marshall Kyron Williams James Cook Christian Watson Traylon Burks and Samajay P Ryan so I have a mixture of wide receivers that could be potentially wide receiver ones and just explode in the second half and laundry ticket running backs
1: yeah P Ryan's another good one yeah he's a really good one because if Mixon's out he's all they have. So, um, that, you know, I actually would say like P Ryan and Madison are actually really close in value, um, on
0: on a go forward basis. So yeah, I'm glad you mentioned him. So that, that's my general strategy. But with that, there were several guys that kind of popped this week. I, I don't think anybody, uh, popped off that should be widely available more so than Christian Watson, Um, Watson, he just absolutely exploded, rostered in only 5% of ESPN leagues. I was lucky enough to have him on my roster already in our league just because, well, well, I I saw Dobbs go down and Watson was the second round pick and Lazard is kind of average, like above average, maybe, but if you have an average wide receiver, one, it's going to generate opportunity. I thought that there's a good chance that they could get down against Dallas. And Rogers would have to throw, and maybe Watson could stay healthy for a game, and he did. And so he turned eight targets into four catches for just over a hundred yards and three touchdowns. Just absolutely the welcoming that welcome party That's that it. you are hoping for.
1: Yeah, I mean seventy-five percent touchdown uh uh percentage is is pretty solid. I, I would also say too, that I He's like a great what if for the season for me because if he would have caught that first pass against the Vikings on the first in in the first play of their season, like I just wonder how big of a difference it would have made, not only yeah. for Christian Watson, but for that entire offense, right? Like they they didn't really have their swagger and it seemed like they kind of got it back. Like Rodgers is like fist pumping all around the field. Jumping and around. Yeah, like it, it just felt like, like Stella got his groove back uh, against the Cowboys this past weekend. So yeah, I, I mean, how much are you spending on Watson? Because I, he had eight targets. It sounds like Randall Cobb's coming back. They still have Lazard. You still have Dobbs. I, I'm, f- I'm fine if you want to overreact because rookie wide receivers can come on at the end of the season. Yeah, like it seems look, like he is, like he same is most Brown was talent, a right? top
0: five wide receiver to close out last season and won people leagues. Like, I have no problem believing that Christian Watson could be the most talented receiver on this team. He just yeah, has to get it all together and stay healthy.
1: Yeah, and you you look at their playoff schedule. Uh, home against the Rams at Miami, which is fantastic Yum. In, Yum. in Week 16, uh, and then home against Minnesota, and what could be a, a tough weather game at the end of uh, December. But
0: I, that that Week 16 matchup is is pretty tasty. Yeah, it is. So I, uh, I I I mean I would go like 10 to 15 fab on Watson just because of what the ceiling is. The ceiling is a top six receiver.
1: Yeah. I think you could make the case that, that you could go all in on him. If, if you have something left, like don't let somebody get him. Uh, if, um, if, because eight targets is a lot. Rogers is coming on. Like it, it just kind of makes sense, right. To, to go all the way in on him and, and not let somebody else get him. Mm-hmm. It, so uh, I also, like, the snap percentage was there. The t- the targets were f- were double any other high week for him. And so maybe he just arrived. Like,
0: that, it's entirely possible. Dobbs finally got out of the way, and all he was doing before he left with his ankle injury was dropping balls. So, you know, it's time. Um, Another receiver that I like is actually Nico Collins. Um, Receiver for the Texans had 10 targets, um, had uh, five catches for 49 yards and a score. I think it's very possible that Brandon Cooks has quit on this team. Uh, He did have seven targets, four catches for 37 yards in his own right. But – Second-year receiver for Nico Collins. Brandon Cook's owner in every league this year just
1: sucks.
0: Yeah. Sucks. But, and Nico Collins also widely, widely available. rostered in less than 7% of leagues. Um, Houston's 107. 1 and 7, rather. Um, I kind of think that Nico Collins is sort of auditioning for that number one receiver role for next year. And, I, again, I think Brandon Cooks could give a shit less about the Texans for the rest of the season. Uh, I mean, his comments after not being traded held him out of a game. So they have a very nice rest of season schedule. I think it would be kind of hard to plug him into it though, like plug him into a lineup like for a really good team. He he's I think he's a yeah. flex play. I think he's a flex play the rest of the season. Um which is like a top 36 guy, but there's potential, I think, for wide receiver two weeks. Yeah. It's just the lack of scoring, and that's the difference between Watson and Nico Collins. The difference between having Aaron Rodgers orchestrating the offense and not.
1: Yeah, you're also not going to have to deal with a bunch of weather, right? Because they're playing in Houston. Uh, True. Playoff schedule is home against uh, home against Kansas City, which is pretty good. Uh, at Tennessee, home against Jacksonville. Um, so you, you could do a lot worse than than that schedule. Uh, game script is going to fit pretty well for them. Uh, and you know, it's not like Collins has kind of come out of nowhere. He was injured a couple weeks. Um, but you know, he had nine targets week two, four, five, six, got hurt, um, and, and kind of came back and was clearly their number one option, uh, this past week. So, um, I I don't think you really have to pay to get him either.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Um, all right, and then somebody that's more rostered, especially after the trade, Kadarius Toney, rostered in just less than half of leagues. You know, we don't need to get into what the potential is, obviously, in that Kansas City offense. Um, but Juju is
1: hurt. Yeah, and in our, in our lost episode a couple of weeks ago, uh, me and Jason wanted to bet me that he would be the third highest uh, – Uh, Point score from a a receiver, uh, actually a pass catcher perspective uh, behind Juju and Kelsey. Uh, And I said, Hardman, Hardman's now hurt. Juju's concussed. And And Darius Toney was the most wide open any receivers been this year. I believe he was open by 25 yards on his touchdown scamper. Um, And yeah, they're they're clearly committed to getting him the ball.
0: Um, So yeah, I, I like it a lot. He caught four or five targets for 57 yards and a score. He got Juju potentially out with that concussion. It could be crazy. Uh, I would start him every single place I had him, and I, that Kadarius Tony is a guy I think I'm more inclined to go all in for, especially if he pops off and Juju like sits a week and Tony goes off. Whew. Uh.
1: I yeah. could understand more of that next year, actually. Like I, I love his prospects next year, uh, more, more than this year, just cause I, I do think it's a pretty complicated playbook. I'd also say too, like, just to double back on Christian Watson, I was looking for the stats that I, I could not find. Uh, this is from Dwayne McFarland on Twitter. Fantastic follow. Um, he had an eight Christian Watson. That is 85% route participation, 40% target share. um, in in the game this week, um, I, I just again I th- I would rather go in on Watson than Tony, um, just because Kelsey's going to score more touchdowns. Sure, um, and I and, and I think Watson has the potential uh, to, you know, score multiple times a week. Um, yeah. more than more than Tony does, just because they're going to spread it around.
0: What about DPJ, Jonathan Peoples, Jonathan Peoples Jones from the Browns, t- rostering 22% of leagues, caught nine or five of nine targets for just under a hundred yards, um, played 58 snaps, ran 37 routes, very close to Amari Cooper numbers. Deshaun Watson is coming back, week 13. Could potentially support two Watson receivers. Is
1: coming soon. Yeah, and he hasn't really laid an egg in a while. Donovan People Jones hasn't. Uh, in at least half PPR, he's been above seven points each of the last six games, mm-hmm. uh, which which is kind of sneaky. Uh, and, and you wouldn't really think about it. Uh, targets in those games 9, 7, 5, 6, 4, 9. Um, and we've talked about Watson coming back. Watson likes to spread the ball around, and Peoples-Jones is clearly the number two there. Mm-hmm. Another guy you don't have to pay for rostered in 22% of leagues. Right. I All right, like now, it. Lots of wide receivers, and I'm assuming you probably don't want to talk about Terrence Marshall. Uh, Terrace. Junior. Who? Terrence, sorry. Mis- misread Terrence. Think, thinking of South Park. Um, if you... Um, You started Terrace Marshall Jr. uh, Over Aaron Jones in a league this week. Uh, All
0: right. Can we talk about the semantics and give a little uh, context? Aaron Jones had an ankle injury, was not practicing. I don't think we do, actually. Was not practicing. I was like, oh, classic Aaron Jones, middle of the season, time to miss two games and get recuperated for the the back half. Like, he was not practicing, had an ankle injury, I'm like, okay, Terrace Marshall has 15 targets the previous two weeks, 10-plus points each week. You have a puff pastry matchup in Atlanta at home. I thought it would go well. He was targeted twice, caught one ball, ran for 43 yards. Like, looks like a monster. Just has P.J. freaking Walker throwing in the ball. So, um, when and I say... Baker Mayfield now, because Walker's out. I... Great. That's actually better for that offense. Better for Terrace Marshall anyway. Maybe. Uh, Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. It was it was a bad play. Uh, You you make bad plays. I got
1: cute. (laughs) Uh other wide receiver to mention, uh Paris Campbell uh looked really good on Sunday with Matt Ryan back under center. Uh and somebody that you should consider grabbing. Um as we kind of wrap, I think that wraps up wide receivers, possibly uh, owned in 23 percent of leagues, nine targets this week uh, when Matt Ryan was playing, he had weak uh, targets of 11 and 12 uh, against Jacksonville and Tennessee. Uh, so Matt Ryan clearly likes throwing on the ball and he was back up around double digit targets this week. Uh, with that touchdown so in in all three of those games previously mentioned uh, he has a touchdown so
0: uh, somebody worthy of of a uh, speculative ad yep all right uh moving on to running backs you guys i would push everything in for our rashad white and isaiah pacheco after this week um i'm also the idiot that dropped pacheco because i was frustrated watching him go for six carries for 30 yards and do nothing else in the passing game um I don't know what happened. At one point, I thought McKinnon got a little bit injured. Um, But Pacheco played on more than half of the Chiefs' offensive snaps Sunday against the Jags, finished with 82 rushing yards on 16 attempts. I just talked myself into this being a three-headed backfield all year. Uh, Eventually, I mean, Clyde basically didn't do anything. He wasn't given a single rushing attempt or target. Six? percent of snaps he played on four total snaps um <laughs> if you're in a ppr format though like pacheco is not on the field it's usually jarek mckinnon mckinnon had eight targets Yep. i really want that to be one guy um the chief's upcoming schedule is what the chargers defense which allows like almost 30 fantasy points per game to running backs next week so Pacheco should be pretty tasty next week. It's just I don't know. I, I just talk myself into going for dart throws that are actually going to be like a potential RB one if somebody gets out of the way, and then it's just like oh I don't want Pacheco because if he all he does is run, he doesn't get passes. But yeah, so you you are going to eliminate, he did the,
1: run a route yeah. he, on so on forty percent of their passing plays, he did run a route um he just didn't get the ball pacheco no he doesn't get targeted yeah so but i I do think there's the potential for that and and that's kind of why they drafted him was to be a good receiving back um even though that's why they drafted clyde and and that hasn't worked out so uh but i mean i think you can stick a fork in clyde and uh look look at pacheco and again, it's it's just based on the offense, especially with their wide receivers banged up. Wouldn't surprise to see him get more uh, more passing game play.
0: Yep, but I think the the better the best running back to pick up is probably Rashad White for me. Uh, he actually started over Lenny against the Seahawks on Sunday. Fournette left the game with a hip injury, and after that, White played on twenty of a possible twenty five snaps. So. It's White's game. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn occasionally replaced him, Uh, but White finished the game with more than 100 rushing yards on 22 attempts. First time since Bobby Rainey in 2013 that a rookie recorded 100 rushing yards. Um, Bobby Rainey. Bobby Rainey. Honestly, I think that White could be like a Fantasy League winner down the stretch. It looks like they're just fading out Lenny maybe honest if he doesn't go out though um, he's not gonna get 50 he's not gonna get 20 of 25 snaps but what's the hip injury
1: yeah and and part part of it too is uh i believe i read that they didn't know if uh for was even gonna make the trip because he didn't get his passport until like four hours before the the flight took off um <laughs> and so i i which is wild. Like they've known that they're having a Germany a game in Germany all year. Um, oh, also the sorry side side note. Did you see that thing about how the difference in miles between Tampa Bay to Germany and Seattle to Germany? No. How? What do you think the difference in miles is?
0: Like two thousand. Two thousand.
1: Yeah. It's 300 miles. Oh, really? Because, because you're going of, over. Yeah, because of the curvature of the earth. Yeah. That it, it's only 300 mile difference, but you feel like it would be
0: so much. You just assume you're going sideways, but that's not, you're going over.
1: Yeah. And like I, while- That, 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 that while like blew Seattle my mind. is
0: further so much further west, it doesn't matter because it's so much further north than Tampa. Mm. North, <laughs> yeah and the curvature of the earth. Right. Yeah,
1: Like, it's just... That's crazy. It's not that much farther. 300 miles. It is crazy. It's like a, yeah, blew, absolutely blew my mind. It's a you know, um,
0: five-hour road trip. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Even though it would take you a week to do that. Um, okay, so back to Rashad White. So I, I do think part of Fournette possibly not... Them not knowing if he was going to go, I think they they worked White more into the game. Fournette getting hurt, um, I think you maybe have to sit Fournette for a week, who kind of hasn't been great either. Um, but I do think that they both limit the upside of of each other. Um, it looks like Fournette is expected to be available against Cleveland. Um, they're on a bye week this week, so it it's tough. It's tough to go all in on white because one, they have a bye this week, so you're not getting an immediate return. And two, you don't know what that offense looks like after the bye week with with Fournette theoretically being at least somewhat close to
0: 100%. Yeah. Um, all right. Switching gears away from Tampa Bay, Elijah Mitchell also came back from IR, obviously to a very different backfield with CMC in it. Um quiet return. (laughs) Um I mean 89 yards on 18 attempts in his first came back against the Chargers on Sunday night, playing on only about a third of snaps. Um, but even so McCaffrey only had 14 attempts. So obviously his workload was reduced significantly with the return of Mitchell. Um do you think that they're both like Mitchell's a flex option and CMC's like a running back two? Or like a low end
1: RB1? Welcome back. Welcome back to the 2022 edition of Shannon. Um, I you can't possibly know, right? It probably depends on who they're playing and what he feels like. Even though he they traded for CMC. There's no way that you can start Mitchell ever. Yeah.
0: Right. Right. (laughs) I mean, as a flex play, how how bad is your team? (laughs) You know, like, what are the alternatives? It's going to be, that's fair. It's one of the best offenses in the league. They're going to score constantly. Like, he's basically splitting their rushing attempts. uh, Yeah,
1: that's true. But, yeah, I mean, like McCaffrey's just such like a, a ball hog for lack of a better way to put it. Uh, I was trying to think of something that was not derogatory there. Um, and so like, I just think that, that he just sucks up too many targets and touches for Mitchell. But if you want to talk about home run hitters, if Mitchell is available, because um, I know a lot of people did drop him after, um, CMC was traded there. So Mitchell's roster in 51% of ESPN leagues um he's kind of a home run hit if the somewhat oft injured uh CMC
0: gets hurt um which hasn't happened yet this year. Right. Um Speaking of somebody that could potentially be a home run hit if somebody else gets hurt or just gets the hell out of the way, uh, Jalen Warren for the Steelers, I think is a kind of a sneakier ad for the running back position. Um, had nine touches, uh, nine rushes, 37 yards, three catches for 40 yards, just under 10 fantasy points and a half PPR scoring, uh, was on the field for just under 40% of snaps. Um, and, or, excuse me, he was on the field for just over 42% of snaps this week. Najee Harris was on the field for about 60% of snaps. Najee Harris is still the guy. Uh, he's really bad. I don't like everybody's calling him the second coming of Trent Richardson, <laughs> just dancing a whole bunch oh, when he gets no. the ball in his hands and not being decisive, not making cuts, not making forward progress. And just dancing to death. What a damning comparison! I know, right? Um, I don't think that Tomlin. Hopefully, the Bears don't trade a first-round pick for him. <laughs> I don't think that Tomlin will outright bench Najee. I I don't I don't think it'll happen.
1: No, but they did talk about trying to get Warren more touches uh,
0: because they've been impressed with him. I don't think it gets so I, I, any more I think than, he's than basically what it is, though. Like, I don't think he 50, ever... 50-50. Yeah, right. at most. At most, I think it's 50-50. I think that's absolute yeah, best-case scenario. I so Warren is, I, of me for me, I think he's the hardest guy of all these guys to to hold on to in roster because the offense sucks. Yep. The, um, And you got Najee Harris in the way. So, like, the, the ceiling yep. isn't there for me because I think you're talking like five to 10. Um, I, yeah, it's just not there. Five yeah, to 10 fantasy so I, right, I I points. A week. So,
1: somebody, that I, somebody that I would much rather have, shockingly, than I'm going to bring this up, is Gus Edwards. Somehow only rostering yeah. 33, 34% of leagues. Um, I still think he's the starter when healthy there. Uh, I know Kenyon Drake looked really good against New Orleans last week. Um, but it seems like Gus is going to be back. Um, or if not, he's absolutely a, a great stash to keep on your bench. So um, he
0: he should clearly be added. I, I can't believe he's not rostered in more leagues. Yeah. Another guy I like is Kyron Williams, activated from IR, dealing with the ankle injury. Uh, came in first game and played more snaps than Cam Akers, totaling 39 yards. We on love four talking touches. about our guys, don't we? Well, I mean, he had more yards yeah, than the guys other two. Like. We just can't stop
1: talking.
0: <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> I know. Right. Three, then, yeah, what, thir- 30 yards on three catches? Alex, take me home with Cole Komet. Take me home. Colcom yeah yeah I mean he's got to be like the only tight end ad.
1: well you were crapping on him before we started yeah rostered in 39 percent of leagues uh, as, as Jason put it before he's only had two good weeks um, but uh, <laughs> I mean he's had he has five touchdowns in his last three games uh, the Bears offense seems to be opening it up a little bit uh, more he's had seven and six targets the last two weeks Uh, If you're not having more than four uh, before week eight, uh, they're at Atlanta this week. Justin Fields looks like he's legit, like very legit. And so uh, you're talking to you're you're listening to two Bears fans that have never had a franchise quarterback in their life. Um, As a matter of fact, if anybody listening to this is a Bears fan, you've probably never had a franchise quarterback in your life either. So, um, yeah, Cole Komet he looks good. I, I don't know what else to say. Tight ends are trash and Zach Ertz just got hurt and he's out for the year and like it's uh it sucks. The tight
0: ends suck. There's no doubt about it. Yes, they do. Thank you guys so much for listening. Good luck. Whoa, and whoa, whoa. What you got something? We got t- we gotta talk about one one quarterback. Okay. It's my Who, guy. Who's your guy? It's Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Oh, he should be rostered in
1: 20. He's only rostered in twenty percent of 28.
0: Really? Yeah. That's embarrassing. That's bad. That number should be at least 50%. It's
1: yeah. So he's got two more weeks until he comes back. Oh my God. So it's, it's, we're going into week 11. It's at (sighs) Buffalo home against Tampa Bay. And then he's finishing up with at Houston at Cincinnati, Baltimore, new Orleans at Washington. That is a top five quarterback schedule, and he should be rostered as such. Only 28% is just ludicrous, quite frankly. Luda. When I move, you move.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys for listening to the Fantasy Football Sackers. Good luck, and uh, yeah, may all your waiver dreams come true.
1: Hey, DJ, bring that back.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.